0: Welcome to
1: Coronavirus on Stage, an oral history podcast by me, Ashton Gudgel. Today, we will be talking to six individuals, all cast and creative team members of various stage productions that were put on during the coronavirus pandemic. In these interviews, we will explore the struggles and creativity it took to put on safe shows, what they miss the most about live theater, and the importance of the arts. I hope you enjoy.
0: madeline cooper i use they them pronouns and i was in shakespeare's other women i played a multitude of characters of um female shakespearean characters in a monologue type show through western washington university so in terms of covid safety the department was able to do shows because this is the Third show we've actually done in person through the main stage. STP, which I'm also a part of, the student theater has done a few, one show in person as of now, and that was a whole different process. But through main stage, we had to get permission through the university, so it's a very limited cast. This was the largest cast we have had so far. For the most part, there's four people, I think four to six people allowed in the space. So we've had a cast of four a cast of three and this one was a cast of ten with six people being in person and four people being recorded so technically online separate so you have to mask the entire time obviously there is a form you fill out as soon as you get there you have to have your green badge there's check-ins um It's interesting with this one, because unlike the other shows, there was the recorded cast, so we would all rehearse together in different spaces throughout the pack. But once it became the show, that was different for blocking, because if it was an individual recorded person, they just had to be on stage by themselves. So blocking was a little challenging, because those who were in the live cast had to interact with each other, in some way. And so that became a little bit of a challenge due to some lack of authority. Um, with COVID safety, we did later in the process have someone come in to remind, um, some authority that there needed to be more COVID safety. So we had to spread apart a little more. We had to, um, we were advised to touch each other and then that was changed later on. Thankfully. Um, it was, It it worked because it was a monologue show, but when we would interact, we'd have maybe a bench in between us or a table, or we would start to walk towards each other and walk away, kind of try and make it look as natural as possible. Um, And it was really challenging. Um, Things changed a lot, but thankfully, since we are um, all vaccinated, it was a little less stress of people being gone because of exposures or maybe the university shutting down again. So there was a little less stress about that happening but it was more challenging to then try and figure out as things are changing what we are allowed and not allowed to do i'm not sure if i had any doubts before it began because this was not the first show that the ww main stage had done i was certain that it would happen i was a little nervous because the process began a little bit before the vaccines were a little more widely accepted. So I was nervous about um, the possibility of exposures or not being able to perform. But once that kind of settled down a little bit more, um, I guess it was just with theater, especially with college theater, you're given a very limited amount of time to do things. The next show I'm doing, we have about Maybe, maybe a three-week rehearsal process, and then we go into tech. So you don't have a lot of time to rehearse. And so with this show, with us trying to have a larger cast with um, COVID safety, it became really overwhelming because we had so much to do and so little time and so little space because of COVID. It just became a little overwhelming. We actually, every character who had monologues had to cut one monologue because we just wouldn't have had enough time to do all of them to the best of our ability so it was less about oh will this happen and how and more about how will it happen and how much will we be able to accomplish in the time frame that we're given um but i think i was not really seeing that when i started because i was just so excited to be doing something that you forget that we all hadn't done a show in a while. We were kind of jumping back into this with a different level of exhaustion and something completely unforeseen that none of us knew would happen is that most of our cast was vaccinated during the rehearsal process, which is awesome, but would mean that we would have a lot of people calling out on different nights because they would be sick or they wouldn't feel well because some of the shots knock you out. And we couldn't ask them to come in But it would kind of, it stunted a little bit of the process because we hadn't expected that. Or if someone wasn't feeling well, we have to send them home. So there was a little less leeway there. I don't think I expected how weird it would be to perform without an audience. I think something that most people don't realize about theater is that one of the greatest things, at least for myself as a performer, is interacting with the audience even if you're not breaking the fourth wall we get so much energy from the people watching and it really does motivate the actors and it adds so much to the performance and so trying to create that in a dead silent room doing comedic monologues you'd normally there'd be laughter and it would feed into other choices that you'd make but every single night it was dead silent the entire time and when there were recorded monologues you know there would be the scene in between we'd have the transition music and it would be dead silent in the entire space because there was a recorded monologue happening and we didn't see it and there was no audience so it was just this really strange eeriness where you just had to trust that there was some kind of reaction going on through a camera but it really it it was really hard to find that energy um with no one there and I'm I'm really hoping that we'll be able to have limited audiences next year because that was just something that none of us expected but the actors realized as soon as we started performing we just kept thinking this is so weird it feels so strange and not as much now after having done it but at first it was just so uncomfortable and a little disheartening but you know the cast also I wasn't expecting to be so supportive we really made it feel as normal of a production as we could. And we would always have little rituals before every show and we would get excited backstage and we created a very close connection because we just had to feed each other in that way because we didn't have an audience. I miss a lot about in-person performances. Um, I think on a different note, my parents, love watching me perform, which is a very sweet parent thing and a lot of parents have that. But my parents have tried to go to almost every show I've been in and sometimes will go to every single night if they really like the show. Um, and so with COVID, they watched all of my Zoom plays. They kept up with all of that. Um, but it was really hard. For, you know, I I got in a show and I got to be in the space and they kept asking, they were like, okay, can we please go up and watch you? They were like, could we sit, like, we're fully vaccinated, could we sit in the corner or something? And, like, I don't know, not having your family be able to come up and visit you and watch you perform is really hard. Because they'd be texting me during the show and telling me that they were watching and telling me how good of a job I was doing. But it was just hard to not have them there. Um... And to be able to see them, like, watching, that was just something that, like, I didn't expect to hurt, but it really did. Like, it's hard to tell your parents no, um, especially when they're trying to support you. Or friends. Having anyone really watch, it just, people can say that they watched, but you don't know. So, it was, um, that was very, very hard, but my family is extremely supportive. And I'm very, very thankful for that, even with COVID. (laughs) So... I was having a discussion with a, a friend earlier today, actually, about how in college there's already so little opportunity, um, especially college theater. There, just, there are so many people who want to do so much, and there is, are, is not enough available, unlike the world outside of college, where there's a million things to do and so many different things you can do. And I think it was really hard this entire year to see an entire department of students old and new, fighting to be a part of something. And only, and only a few people could get in at a time. And it was so exciting to see people be able to do it and it was so heartbreaking every time you didn't get it. Um, so that was hard, that was, a, that was an entire department of students who I saw so many people at every callback who were all just like trying so, so, so hard um, to be a part of something interactive and live. Everyone did the Zoom stuff, we all, there was never a show where I felt like there wasn't a lot of people trying for it because people just wanted to do something, but especially with the live shows, it's never competitive, but there was just this desperation of like, everyone wanted it so bad. Not even the show itself, but everyone just wanted that experience again so bad. And it was really hard for a whole year to just keep trying. Um, to get that and to like go against people that you also knew wanted the same thing as you. So that was just also something very unexpected. That was really hard, like with my friends and with myself to be like, I am so happy for everyone, but I I want us all to be able to have this at some point. I think in a, I, I took away a lot, a lot of things that I just realized I need to perform a lot of things I realize I need to have a successful performance but I think you know something that I've really been trying to take away as I've been continuing in the major and continuing in my theater education concentration is that people are going to keep making art and they're going to keep making theater and I've seen a lot of students um, as I've been visiting schools through zoom um, for theater ed Um, just seeing people be so excited for other people to see them perform or to have some kind of interaction or to create something even if it is over zoom even if you can't see the other person um, people are just very desperate to make art and to do theater especially and so I had just this entire almost two years had just been in this really deep state of anxiety because I was so scared that like the one thing that I really genuinely loved doing with my life was dying. And that was a terrifying thing for two years to think that like, I would have to find something else to do because like theater would die out. Um, But I was proven completely wrong in a really cool way. Um, And it was just really nice to see so many people who felt the same way and who just kept trying Um, And it was cool to see how inclusive theater can become. I would love to continue live streaming shows even if we had an audience because I think it's incredibly um, accessible and turned out a lot higher quality than I expected. It is a lot of money, so we probably won't be able to, but, you know, it's just something really, really interesting that I would love to explore more. And um, I don't know, I'm really, really happy that so many people were able to still do and create things and be with people that they enjoyed. Cause I think we all kind of needed a bit of that, especially as artists.
2: Uh, I'm Z Morris. I um, did uh, a Sherlock Holmes radio mystery uh, in late 2021, uh, sorry, in in the spring of 2021, and I played Sherlock Holmes. So the rehearsal and performance process was pretty freeform. The, um, play that we were doing was a 30-minute radio mystery. So our rehearsals usually consisted of us, uh, you know, talking about uh, like what we can do better and then going over the play two times because our rehearsals were either like one hour, 30 minutes or two hours. So we could really like work on it in a very short amount of time. Um, Although our schedule also with it being 30 minutes was pretty short. We pretty much completed it in a month. And um, yeah, it was. It went by really fast, and just a lot of a lot of repeat and memorization, and it honestly came a little quickly. And it happened over Zoom, so we could just do it anywhere. I think that one of the funniest things was to see other people's houses and to talk about their stuff. Like my directors, um, Josh and Kenzie Sharp i got to meet their cats all <laughs> and i've never gotten to meet their cats before and sometimes Kenzie would just come in and say hey i'm i'm refurbishing this this uh this drawer <laughs> do you want to see and uh, yeah and or we would have these uh really fun silly conversations before rehearsal i don't know it was it kind of felt like the, the pre-excitement of warm-ups or, you know, of, of getting connected with people. And I was, really, I was really kind of scared to come back into drama because I thought, you know, like, people know me, but do they really know me after something? <laughs> like, or do they want to be connected with... But all of my anxieties just went away after that first rehearsal and just finding out how silly... And people like you know, how silly people want to be and you know, uh, how open people are to socialize in the time. Yeah. Oh and and we also had a bloopers reel after after the recording of, of Sherlock, and it was so wonderful. <laughs> I definitely had some some doubts about how well this play would work because um throughout this season of drama, this was the first play that we've done in the entire year. We usually have three plays or musicals in a season, but this was the last, like this was the last trimester of um, of our season and we just did one play. So I was a little bit nervous about who would want to be involved with it who would be willing to look at it, and um, if people were gonna like it. But my doubts were kind of evaporated because people did show up for auditions, people who really wanted to um, be involved and have been involved in drama and wanted to get like a final play in for the year. Uh, And also a lot of people did have access to watch it, and I was actually a little bit surprised about how many people were actually really into it um, more than we thought. So I did have doubts, but you know, my my expectations were you know exceeded. Well, when it came to performance and to rehearsal, because we are all virtual and. Uh, using our own computers or our school provided laptops. Um, technical difficulties everywhere. <laughs> and um, in, in looking at the recording of what, uh, what I did and what uh, we all did. I kind of realized, oh, wait, maybe my volume should have been a little quieter from my microphone, or maybe, uh, maybe that person probably should have, you know, spoken a little louder or, you know, or uh, connection errors. (laughs) And um, so it was, it was just to sum it up, technical difficulties overall, quite literally, because we are all individual. There's very little damage control that you can do on your end if you are just alone. So... I mean, those things kind of surprised me, but they weren't big enough to really throw off the entire show. Well, as a high school senior, um, being incredibly involved in drama over my four four years and just being a part of almost every play that was provided, I, before going into this show, I felt really... um sad and disappointed because the last show I did before Sherlock, which was almost a year ago, it was, it was Godspell of February in 2020. And I kept going back to remembering, um, how, how connected I felt with the people I did on, on the stage and under the light. I remembered my first, Musical, which was Bye Bye Birdie, Uh, you know, (laughs) and I I remember the uh, excitement in it, and I was really sad and disappointed that this year there was no option or room to do it. But then when I went into Sherlock, it wasn't necessarily all of the excitement and exuberance that you would have under the stage light. But in its own way, it was so very exciting. It's like if you film a podcast with somebody that you really like, or, you know, a group of people that you feel really connected with, and it just goes up. And then you see the reactions of people afterwards. I don't know. Maybe I, it's like, can I, maybe. It is like posting something on Instagram or on your social media and then seeing people like cheer it on, you know, like, or like give it a like or, you know, follow you. It is, it was a really weird and different form of excitement. But I, I kind of, I kind of like took a step back as a senior this year and I thought, you know, um, I, had a pretty big role in this play and people really liked it and I'm I'm okay with having this be my last play and I liked it because this is what could have done and I was a big part of what could have been done so Ooh. what I miss most about in-person performance is Probably the, uh, the costumes, the dress rehearsals, and the ridiculous things that happen in between the plays, especially on matinees or on you know days that you have to you have to get to the theater early, because in my troop, you know, at Burlington I was in, uh, High School so many ridiculous characters that I thought I would never ever be friends with I suddenly found just increasingly connected to um and I think I miss I think I miss coming out into the lobby afterwards and yelling your lungs out because you just finished your first or final show and then talking with people that have have come to see your show. Um and going to sherry's afterwards. Cause that was our our post our post performance treat that a lot of people carpooled all together and we went to Sherry's and whether you're just getting water or you're getting like a, a, a triple decker pancake thing, I don't know. It, it was it was such a a huge cool Kumbaya connection thing, and I, I really miss the um, amount of people I felt connected with. What I took away from this whole pandemic and theater experience is the um, how should I phrase it? It's of come to terms with myself that this has not happened in a very long time i you know 100 years but nevertheless after it all theater has already always persisted always 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 like even if i feel so disappointed that i'm not able to be under the stage light with a cast of 50 people i know it's gonna happen because theater survives after all of these things and you know this was uh, through the through the black plague you know bubonic plague you know the the plague of 1918 um any any disease or freaking i don't know fungus or (laughs) or some gross microbe that gets on people's skin and mix them green I don't know but it, the theater has always persisted afterwards and so I've kind of come to terms with I can't really do a ton to perfect the um the situation we're in right now but I can I can work with it and that that's all you can really do so you know, I've, I've just gone with the flow through
3: this pandemic. Uh, I'm Josh Sharp.
4: And I'm Kenzie Sharp.
3: And we together directed a virtual production of a Sherlock Holmes radio play at burlington edison high school in 2021 um in this case a digital performance looked um like someone sitting in their room (laughs) uh and reading their lines and then we just did that over and over again in prep as preparation so rather than a regular rehearsal um we just did run-throughs of the show from beginning to end a couple times every rehearsal slot so it's it ran about 30 minutes. So it was a short play. It was like a one act. Um, but rather than doing it in scene, in chunks or scenes, we just ran through the whole thing every time so that they could get a good feel of the lines. Because when you don't have something like blocking, um, it really takes, it's, it really narrows down what your focus is on. So because there was no moving and they were just sitting kind of giving like mo- mostly just like a vocal performance, cause it was kind of a radio theater type idea a type concept i guess um it was yeah that was primarily what they did was just their vocals
4: the rehearsal experience was really um different josh and i went in planning to like be at every rehearsal together but it more shifted to where josh was at the rehearsals and helping them with like their accents and stuff like that and to run it over and over again. And I was more the technical side and getting props together and in costumes and stuff like that and um, figuring out like sound effects for when we ended up having to edit the um, recording of it at the end. And so rehearsal was every Monday, Tuesday, nope, sorry, Monday, Wednesday, Fridays and kids would come in and rehearsal was from four to six. It wouldn't always last that long. Um, but we would run the show over and over again, like Josh said, and we would we would record, um, the zoom the entire time. And then we would send it to the kids so that they could like look over their performances and stuff for that day.
3: A lot of the way that we, it was a lot of figuring out what we're doing as we went along, because when we started, we didn't have necessarily a solid plan in terms of how we're going to get. It out to people. We didn't have like a streaming platform, which a lot of theaters have been using streaming platforms, but you have to pay for them. And so we were trying to figure out a way to get it to people um, for free and hopefully on our end, not to have to pay money to put it up on the internet. <laughs> um, so we kind of doubted how successful that would look at the very beginning. And also it was quite a short um, rehearsal period. So the whole production lasts about a month, um, like four to six weeks. We actually pushed it out a week because it was, we didn't think we would have enough time and it's good we did because, um, we probably wouldn't have had enough time to get it quite right. But because it was only about, I think it was five students, five or six students, um, we were, that are all have had theater experience. Um, that helped because they knew what they were signing up for, for one. And also, um, They were all very dedicated to memorizing their lines and um spending time on their performance and their role so that but at the very beginning we didn't know how that how that would all come together because also the other part of it too is we didn't have a lot of people audition um some people a lot of people signed up and then only a few people actually submitted audition videos so we had to reach out to people to see if they would do the show, and fortunately, we got together a little group, but,
4: um, yeah, it was rough start. <laughs> Something that I thought was pretty cool was that what we did for Backdrops is that we had the theater, Tech Theater Kids, they painted Backdrops, and then Josh and I put them in the back of our car, and we drove them to everybody's house individually, and, like, we dropped off all the props to their house on their front porch, and all of, like, they had to pick up their costumes and stuff like that, and so... I was different, but it was cool, kind
3: of. One of the other unique things is that we didn't actually have um, performances. <laughs> we recorded a performance on Zoom, and then Kenzie edited in some sound effects and some music cues and things like that, um, and then we sent that off to the tech people at the high school, and then they uploaded it to the, the school district website, and that's and people could watch it all weekend but the cast only performed it i mean ex- apart from the rehearsals the many rehearsals we had only performed the show once mm-hmm. and that was the version that we put up so um it was very anticlimactic we're like okay we're done now goodbye we want to see you again <laughs> you've recorded your show um and now we're gonna put it out and uh that's the end of the whole thing and it was very strange because there was no cast party there was no follow-up there was just um we have we have what we need <laughs> Goodbye. And then we never saw them again. Hmm.
4: I would say a surprise to me was how much the kids were into it. That kind of goes into what I was, I personally was doubting too going into it. I just wanted to make sure that it was an experience that the kids enjoyed and wanted to be a part of and wasn't just like, well, I'm part of the drama department. I should probably do this show or probably, you know, audition for it. And that was a surprise to me was how much they genuinely enjoyed it. Like it was obviously a happy surprise. um, But that was something that was surprising to me and how, how I feel like they were really like, they really, they already knew each other, right? Obviously because of school, but how quickly they just like got right back to almost like where they were before, Quarantine started. That's kind of what I thought, and everybody was just happy and just very uplifting to one another, and it was it just it just felt happy.
3: Yeah, part of that too was like when we picked out the show. Um, well, I was afraid that it it was kind of would be a disappointment to a lot of the students, and I didn't want to shortchange them because a lot of them this is going to be their last show that they ever did in high school because most of them are seniors, and so it was a short play and it was going to be virtual, so none of them would get to interact in person, and so I felt. That that may be a disappointing final show, um, but none of them expressed disappointment with, with it in any way, and they were all very, just happy to have that, even though it was virtual and over Zoom, and they weren't meeting. They still had that, um, I don't know that that groups. What's the word? I don't know the word. It
4: was like a team.
3: Yeah. I wanted to say group collaboration, but I think that's not the word I mean. It
4: was though a yeah. group. A group collaboration
3: yeah camaraderie that's the one
4: this is kind of like a negative one for me personally but and i loved doing this show and i loved working with the kids but i didn't feel like i was in it and, and into it as much as i am personally like as I, I mean as i was person in person like with shrek i had to be there and you know you're yelling at kids and you're all of that's so like you're directing them and you're you're talking to them back and forth and i mean i was doing the same thing even through zoom but i just i think that it was a bit of almost kind of like sadness or fomo like because it is through zoom and that's great but i i personally couldn't help but feel for those kids and be like damn like they're gonna be missing out on doing some big musical tap dance number or something like that their senior year. That's kind of a downer for me to say, but that is something.
3: I mentioned this before, but, um, there's no blocking because the way that we did it, well, we, we didn't film it on a stage. We just filmed it. They just picked a room in their house and that's where they performed. And they, most of the time they sat down and there was a little things like they interact with their props, like they'd have a teacup or they'd have little things here and there but generally there was no blocking so um that was the biggest difference for me because then you really narrow what you're actually doing rather than dealing with like with blocking and choreography and um in addition to lines and memorization and stuff like that this was just memorization and character development and um so it made it kind of weird because you think that you're missing something when you get to the end of rehearsal and you'd be like you know wait i have something else i need to do now but you can't because that's Not what this production is.
4: I miss the staying busy part. I'm always running around and fixing this and fixing that when I'm directing, I feel like, and cleaning up messes and giving a kid a tissue because they're crying for some reason. And (laughs) 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 because so-and-so broke up with them five minutes before they went (laughs) on stage. And I kind of miss the hecticness, the messiness, and like all of that like it's no matter how crazy it is and no matter how terrible of a cold you get before opening night because you stayed until 10 o'clock at night like i miss all of that that's why i fell in love with theater in the first place it's like you get that adrenaline
3: yeah i miss the adrenaline too and just the energy because the energy of opening night or like finishing a really successful show um that obviously there's no audience interaction over zoom Um, the audience will see the cast performer, you know, the cast, but they're not gonna, the cast won't see the audience. So that energy and that, yeah, that back and forth isn't there. It's just kind of lost in cyber, cyber world space. I mean, I, I took away that you can't fully replace live theater. I mean, you can watch things on a screen and you can talk to people on the screen and that's fine, but it's not the same thing. It just isn't the same thing as being actually in the same room with with other people and having that one on one or group like live discussion.
4: Yeah, I would say that too. Nothing can fill that void of like, like we said before the adrenaline, but all of that, like it's the feeling. I mean, is unreal, whether you're watching or whether you're on stage of live theater. That is something else. That's another type of kryptonite,
2: at least for people who love theater.
1: My name is Shahaf Mittenman. I was a stage manager for Orpheus in the Underworld, the music production, music department's production of the opera at Western Washington University. So um, the process of being able to do an in-person production where the entire cast was um, rehearsing in the music department building, the Performing Arts Center, as well as um, recording it for a live stream required a lot of negotiation ahead of time. Uh, The director, Heather Dunbostell, had to email the, um, the school's COVID task force many months in advance to be able to negotiate um, the amount of people that we'd be able to bring into the, the space and um, all the regulations regarding masking, social distancing, ventilation. Um, and so it was, it was quite the process before rehearsals even started to be able to um, create a safe space where we could bring in students um, during COVID times. Um, as it relates to the rehearsal process itself, um, students had to be part of the enrolled badge system. So they had to, um, get tested every two weeks and then also fill out attestation badges like every other class that was being held in person. Um, and then we had to, I was personally in charge of making sure that everyone came in with a green badge, um every day for a rehearsal. And I had to keep track of, um, everyone who had received a positive batch test and made sure that they got tested in time to be able to, um, make it to rehearsals and all those kinds of things. Um, later on in the, uh, filming and recording process, they had implemented a ventilation system into the concert hall at the performing arts center. So, um, we were able to have that extra ventilation and therefore we were able to um, make rehearsals a little bit longer, but initially we were limited to 50 minutes within the, um, the space and then we had to take a 30 minute break for ventilation and then later on we were able to do 45 minutes um, for recording uh, both audio and video and then take uh, 15 minute breaks in between. Um, The decision to be doing the production in person wasn't mine. Um, I have worked with the director, Heather duden Russell before, and she decided that she wanted to do it in person. And um, since I'm a senior this year and I was given the opportunity to stage manage again, I really wanted to be able to be part of that production. Um, but I know that Heather really wanted to be able to have the opportunity for students to be singing together. Um, it's a lot more difficult to record audios for, um, several different parts that would be singing at the same time, uh, for an opera. And, and since operas are so complex, it is a lot easier to just do it in person. Um, and since they were given that opportunity to do it with all the precautions necessary, uh, Heather said that uh, with, with my help being able to supervise all the COVID safety rules um, and with her music director's help, uh, Mark Davies, that it was an attainable goal. Um, I, had, I was quite nervous approaching this whole project because I at first had no idea what the safety regulations were or what requirements were um, necessary to be able to be on campus within the um, COVID task force's um, standards. And so the learning process of um, being able to make sure that not only myself uh, is ready to, to be on campus, but everyone in the cast and everyone in the crew um, to, to be safe and to be able to be in person, was quite, um, a process for me. And so I was, I was obviously nervous for that. Um, I, we weren't sure at the beginning of the process, we were planning to record each individual person in the concert hall for their audio, because, um, at the beginning of winter quarter, the school would not allow multiple people to be in the same space singing because, um, COVID and singing is kind of a tricky concept to to work around. Um, But as regulations loosened up, we were able to get everyone um, together in the concert hall at the same time to record, which was a really wonderful thing because I was very nervous about being able to book every single person and I would have been in charge of scheduling each individual person to come in and record and we wouldn't have been allowed to have anyone in the entire concert hall um, while each person was singing and so uh, to be able to finish off the production with everyone singing at the same time as well as everyone acting in the same space was um, quite the relief. Um, like I mentioned earlier, um, the being able to have everyone record at the same time was quite a wonderful surprise. Um, there were, as, as regulations kind of lessened and became more open as vaccines started rolling out, um, the production definitely took steps forward to being um, more of a regular production as opposed to um kind of the the very frigid and and uh, not being able to have very many people in the space at the same time and so i think that that was uh really wonderful um and then the um a, a a little bit of a surprise was the amount of camera work that we had to do since we had to film the entire opera for the live stream and we recorded audio and video separately um it did create a lot of work in terms of editing because we had four different cameras and it turned into almost like a movie with kind of the amount of editing that we had to do uh, to create that cohesive performance um my role as stage manager encapsulated everything that it usually would in terms of communication to the cast and scheduling and everything but generally speaking um the uh, role of a stage manager is also to be involved in costuming and that's not something that I had to do this uh time around because we had our costumer within the cast and she was involved in that process where I didn't have to do any uh, scheduling of fittings or anything like that um, because everyone was using um their wardrobe at home um there is that and then um in terms of crew i didn't really have a crew uh because of the limitations of the people in the space and so the assistant director uh Kotinska. And I were mostly the people who, who moved stuff around as well as the cast. So I had to instruct the cast as opposed to the crew on moving stuff. But the, uh, the set pieces um, were only moved during, like in between sections of filming. So we didn't have to, at any point in time, kind of conduct the, the crew to change the set pieces because um, that is something that I would usually be calling um, cues for, Um, let's see that I was in charge of all the COVID safety regulations. So as I mentioned before, um, being able to, um, uh, keep track of everyone's badge and check it when I came into, when, when they came into the space, um, as well as calling the health center and checking to see why there was an issue with any like cast, um, castmates, Badge and see uh, if there were like people who were unenrolled on accident, make sure that they get re enrolled. So it was really hands on in terms of COVID safety, as well as making sure that everyone was socially distanced um, and receiving uh, special masks for both filming and singing. Um, other than that, let me think. Um, I think that the uh, one of the filming and audio processes that took quite a bit of learning for me because it isn't usually an issue was that while we were um, filming since some of the audio was pre-recorded for the singing but um, all of the dialogue um, was recorded while we were filming I wasn't able to speak on headset to give cues for lighting um, or to speak with the director about uh, cameras um, other than when they were singing and it was already pre-recorded um, just because we didn't want to mess up any of the audio recordings um, from within the, the audience. Um, what I really miss about stage managing in, in a regular production is being able to see the audience and see the effect that the production has um, on the people that come see the show. Um, I really miss being able to have a crew and working with them and because it does... It did require me to be um, coming to the space a lot earlier to be able to set up the stage by myself where i would usually have a crew to both help me out and also socialize with Um, and being able to have that sort of connection with people that i'm working with is something that um, kind of got lost within the COVID production but um, i think that it still came out as a really a great result and it was a really good experience for me to have um, I think that my biggest takeaway is that with um, the, the proper determination and patience, anything is possible. Um, I know that outside of the work that I did, there were people, um, both the, the director, Heather Duden Bostel, as well as um, other people in the music department that put in a lot of work and hours to be able to make it um, something that we could do in person in the pack, even though it was live streamed and there wasn't an audience. Um, and they, they put in a lot of work to make it um, appropriate with the, the school and the regulations. And um, the, the importance that they put into the students receiving an education, both me as the stage manager, the assistant director, everyone else um, in the cast was a student uh, so to be able to give them that educational experience of being able to sing, um, in person with each other was, um, had a, had a really big impact on the, the year. And so I am really grateful to have seen the amount of work that got put forth, um, to make it happen. And it gives me the confidence that even during a pandemic, um, things can, can work out, and, and uh, if we can work hard and not give up, uh, it, we can make it
2: happen. Hey,
5: I'm Sean Diamond. I performed in Orpheus in the uh, uh, Offenbach's Orpheus in the Underworld. Um, I was played. I played Mercury. It was done through Western's opera production. So this, this performance and the precautions that were taken, it took a long time just to get the go ahead to do it. Um, my the director and the assistant directors also had to come up with kind of like a plan of how to go about like everything from how are we going to do conduct rehearsals, how are we going to do staging and how did we go about, how were we gonna go about recording for the actual audio and then implementing that into performing it. It took a very long process and it was just, it, it was a stressful experience just because of the COVID restrictions, trying to follow six feet distance when we were just acting and then for the singing, we had to be 12 feet apart with our masks on. Mind you, everything was masked on weekly, um, almost weekly. Uh, testing to make sure that all of us were COVID safe, that we didn't have COVID, that we wouldn't be exposed to it. But it was it was still, despite all that, it was still an amazing experience because we, we got to perform. And during this pandemic, it was really hard to perform. And because we got to do it in person, at least record with each other, we kind of got that camaraderie from previous years. The rehearsal and performance experience was Similar to what I expected, um, from previous years of doing the opera scenes, which were just bits of operas that, um, performance majors or really anybody that wanted to sing and join an audition for the, for that did. Um, it was stressful because we kind of all had to remind ourselves that we have to stay six feet apart and that we had to wear a mask and most of us like we were all very close to the music department, and it was just really hard for us. We were so excited to see everybody, but it was just a very. It was. It was still a fun experience. We still got, like, the experience of like an actual opera production, just with masks and social distancing. It was again just a lengthy prox- process, and all of us were very tired at the end of the day. For this production, I really expected things to kind of be hard on us. I didn't expect it to kind of go as well as it did i expect there to be a lot of hiccups and luckily there wasn't a lot of hiccups like in anything there was a few times that the covid batch the, the system itself wasn't just working for us so we had to like stall rehearsals and then some people got sick but that's just out that was just during winter that was like an actual sickness not covid everyone still tested negative for covid but none of like none of like the negative dots of like oh we would get like the school would say you guys can't do this anymore it's unsafe luckily none of nothing like that happened we were that was literally on our radar the entire time we were horrified that we were going to get the hey you guys can't continue your your production anymore you guys are going to have to do this online which we would have made it work but that would have been way harder on us mentally and physically because this is the this is the opera with the can can in it how are we gonna do the can can online? There wasn't many surprises and there's things like I didn't expect I like there the things in regards to like things that I didn't expect happening was how much fun it was gonna be despite all these COVID restrictions. Again, I think all of us were just really horrified at like being told we wouldn't, but I was just, it was just very unexpected with how much growth we all experienced as performers, as singers, as people doing this production during COVID times and with all these restrictions, it just made us grow. So I think like what was unexpected for me, but it was like a positive unexpected experience was how much I actually grew. I don't think I would have grown as much as a performer if I did get to actually do an opera production outside of COVID restrictions, but this just really solidifies that, hey, performers will get it done. We'll find a way. If there's a will, there's a way. Some challenges that I faced during this was, it really just came down to my own (laughs) self-worth and like trusting myself and believing in myself during this entire process. I think most of us definitely felt like we weren't good enough because pandemic cost us, it really hurt a lot of performers or really anybody that had a lot of things in person now I'm not trying to say that like oh nobody felt it as hard but I don't think people realize that as a performer we sing when we sing when we perform we are really giving ourselves to everybody and allowing people to watch us we are an extremely vulnerable state and during this time I just I faced a lot of hardships of like my own self-worth I didn't feel comfortable performing i felt like i wasn't a good performer because of the pandemic and how treated like how some of us were treated by others like especially those in sports we were constantly belittled and kind of just put down for like wanting to sing in person and they're like that's not covid safe yeah we know and that's why we were trying to work with it but it was just very hard to get through it it was an amazing it was still fun and I just grew a lot from it. What I miss so much about in-person performances is the feeling you get when you are fully singing your heart out with others and just that experience. Even during our recording sessions when we were 12 feet apart, being able to hear and sing with other people filled us with so much joy, and it pushed us to wanna get through this production full on, just like really give ourselves up to it. Because in person, you get to connect more, you get to like really feel the emotions of those around you, and you feel at peace while you're singing. The one thing that um, during this pandemic that was the hardest on all of us was making our recordings for songs and singing by ourselves. Like most of us do sing soloistically, but when we do, we have the audience uh, or we have someone listening to us or someone there in the vicinity. And most of us did our recordings in our rooms by ourselves. So singing in person and in general, it just gives us a new, it gives us a better experience and it makes us sound in our minds when we perform. My main takeaway from this experience was at the end of the day, music really does bring us all together. And if there's a will, there's a way. We'll find a way to work with everything. And that people need to stop just downplaying that you can't do music during a pandemic when it's very clear that we can make it work. It just puts a little bit more work than people might realize. And it's, It's a lot of mental work. It affects the mental health so much. And I think all of us, especially me, like at the end of this production, during a pandemic when all kind of hope was lost because we're like, we don't know if we'll ever get back to performing. Doing this production during this pandemic has made me found my joy and love for performing. And it made me want to really, when we can do it in person again, post pandemic, without the masks and everything, give it my all to perform for others, perform and most importantly, perform for myself and understand that, hey, I'm worthy, I'm good, I'm loved, and I want to share this experience, my love, that through song and performances and share that with the world because some people don't get that experience and don't have that ability to express themselves, but they can feel it when someone performs and it just, makes me want to go at perform like to perform with my heart out on my sleeve just like ready and showing the world
1: this has been coronavirus on stage special thanks to madeline cooper z morris mackenzie and josh sharp shahaf sahabi mitaman and sean diamond and thank you for listening